this is Leo and welcome back to The Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. Another new episode for you and this time we are staying in the 80s and we are celebrating the songs from the movies. Now if you may recall last June I done a special episode, the 90s songs from the movies. So I thought Because the episode was so popular and remains in the top five of my most listened to podcasts, I thought I would do an 80s version. So these are all 80s songs from the movies. And like the 90s, the 80s had some amazing songs from the movies. So this is going to be a really big episode. So strap yourselves in as we head back to the 80s and back to the movies. Firstly, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And you can also catch up on past episodes you may have missed any time you like on your favorite podcast provider. As I said before, the 90s had some amazing songs from the movies, but the 80s were the next level. Some incredible songs from the movies. So let's start at the beginning in 1980 with this track from the iconic Dolly Parton. That was, of course, 9 to 5, written by the incredible Dolly Parton from the movie 9 to 5, Dolly's first movie in which she starred alongside Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. As she said in her book Storyteller, Dolly spent most of her time on the set watching everything, soaking everything up like a sponge. I couldn't play my guitar, so I would take my nails and make them sound like a typewriter. How cool is that? That's how this song began, On Her Nails. The song has become one of Dolly's most best-loved songs, reaching number one in the US and number nine here in Australia and in New Zealand. 9 to 5 also earned Dolly two Grammy Awards for Best Country Song and Best Country Vocal Performance Female. It was also nominated for an Oscar, but lost out to this track. That was the song Fame from the movie of the same name from 1980 by Irene Cara. I was obsessed with the song Fame as a kid. If you listened to my first podcast episode just last year, you would know that Fame was the very first 45-inch record I bought from my local record store. I had seen the music video on TV and thought this was the best school ever. I think at the time every kid wanted to attend the Fame School. In 2013, I interviewed the late Irene Cara and she told me how she was involved with the music from the film and organising the background singers for the track. From the interview, let's take a listen to the late Irene Cara. It had a lot to do with 
hiring the, the background vocalists for fame, like people like Luther Vandross and Vicki Sue Robinson, who's, you know, uh, you know, had a huge dance hit with Turn the Beat Around at around that time. And, uh, you know, a lot of the singers from Chic and Change and, you know, people who sang with, on all the Nile Rodgers records, you know, I hired all those people for Michael Gore to, to give that big choral sound in fame. You know, I brought that to the film. Fame hit number one in New Zealand and the UK, number three in Australia, and number four in the US. Fame also won the Oscar and Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Also nominated was another song from Fame, The Beautiful Out Here On My Own, which peaked at number 19 on the US Hot 100. Heading into 1982, from the film An Officer and a Gentleman, starring a very dashing Richard Gere. was Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes. UK singer-songwriter Joe Cocker had released seven studio albums up until this point. Two singles from the 70s, The Letter and You Are So Beautiful, both hit the US Top 10. US singer Jennifer Warnes also released her debut single, Easy To Be Hard, in 1969, but it was her 1976 hit, Right Time of the Night, which landed Jennifer her first US Top 10. The film An Officer and a Gentleman grossed more than $190 million at the box office, making it the third highest grossing film of 1982. The song won an Oscar, Golden Globe, BAFTA and a Grammy. It reached number one in the US, Canada, Australia and South Africa, number three in New Zealand, seven in the UK and a top ten hit right across Europe. And we'll be hearing more from Jennifer Warnes later in the episode. Staying in 1982, this next film grossed more than 270 million at the box office. was US band Survivor with Eye of the Tiger from the film Rocky 3 starring Sylvester Stallone. Now a bit of a background on the song from the film Rocky 3. Originally Sly wanted Queen's Another One Bites the Dust for the film which he also directed but the band denied him permission. So they went with Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. The song would become the band's first top 10 hit in the US, reaching number one and remaining there for six incredible weeks. Overall, it spent 15 weeks in the US top 10. It also reached number one here in Australia and the UK, and number four in New Zealand. Eye of the Tiger was a massive worldwide hit, and remains the band's biggest hit to date. The band went on to have a further four top 10 hits in the US. The song Eye of the Tiger won the Grammy for the group, but missed out on the Oscar, 
which went to Up Where We Belong. All right, we're up to 1983. From my interview with the late Irene Cara, Irene talks about writing this song for Flashdance. Well, they showed us the last scene in the film, me and Keith Forsey. They wanted uh, me to sing it, and uh, they wanted, you know, Georgia was doing most of the music for the soundtrack, so was Phil Ramone. And I said, well, look, you know, I'm not in this movie. If you want me to sing it, you're, you're basically playing me a bunch of chords, you know. You haven't finished writing this. I would like to, you know, write it if I'm going to sing it. And so they agreed to that, and uh, they showed us the last scene in the film, and um, Keith and I watched it. We hadn't seen anything else of the movie. We'd gotten in a taxi to go back to Giorgio's studio, and by the time we arrived, it was written, you know. We basically wrote it in the car. Such an amazing song. I remember buying this on 12-inch vinyl when I was a kid, just for the amazing extended version of the track, which still remains a favourite of mine today. All those extra vocals and production, a perfect 12-inch version. What a Feeling was a worldwide smash hit, reaching number one in the US, UK, Australia and New Zealand, and most other countries around the world. The song would also award Irene an Oscar and a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Plus, she scored two Grammy Awards for Best Pop Vocal Performance Female and Best Album of Original Score for a Motion Picture. She's a was Maniac by Michael Cimbello, who also co-wrote the track. Maniac was produced by the legendary Giorgio Muroda. Now Michael Cimbello also wrote songs for the likes of Dinah Ross and Michael Jackson, but this was his biggest hit, reaching number one in the US for two weeks. The track spent 22 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100. Michael was nominated for three Grammys for Best Pop Vocal Performance Male, Song of the Year and Record of the Year. It was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, but lost out to What a Feeling. Make sure you revisit my Irene Cara and Flashdance podcast episodes from last year, available on all podcast providers. As we head into 1984, this was a huge year for songs from the movies, including this track by the legendary Stevie Wonder. I just to say I love you. I 
just call to say I love you from the movie The Woman in Red starring Gene Wilder and Kelly LeBrock. Now despite the film only making 25 million at the box office, the song became one of Stevie's biggest hits of his lengthy career. Not only did Stevie Wonder write and produce this track, he also produced and wrote the album soundtrack as well, featuring eight tracks, including two duets with Dion Warwick and a solo track from Dion. I Just Called to Say I Love You earned Stevie an Oscar and a Golden Globe Award. This was a worldwide number one hit, selling nearly 2 million copies in the UK alone and over 1 million copies in the US. Also in 1984, this song got everyone on the dance floor. That was Kenny Loggins, the lead single from the movie Footloose, which made over 80 million at the box office in the US alone. In this clip, Kenny Loggins talks about how he became involved in the movie Footloose. My best friend, Dean Pitchford, had written a screenplay and he said, would you read my screenplay and check it out? And I read it and he says, I need a couple songs for this. And I says, well, it's not Gone with the Wind, but the screenplay was called Footloose. And so as a favor to Dean, I wrote a couple songs for his screen. And people don't realize in Hollywood, you know, it's not unusual to get some, have somebody hand you a screenplay and say, would you write a song for it? But Dean was a friend of mine, so I did. So a favor to a friend becomes a favor to me. Was a year later, this is the biggest movie of the summer. The movie lifts the song, the song lifts the movie. And back then, it hadn't been done. Pop music and movies were not necessarily symbiotic. And all of a sudden, it was working. And MTV was a new thing. And MTV was playing the videos from the movies. Kenny Loggins co-wrote and produced the track, reaching number one in the US for three weeks, also reaching number one in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and South Africa. It reached number four in Ireland, Switzerland, and Germany, and number six in the UK. Now, Footloose wasn't the only number one single from the film. It was an incredible film, you know, the, the subject of how to put together. And a lot of people have experienced that where, you know, coming, especially in the Midwest, where we're from, where, you know, there's a lot of thou shall not, thou shall not do this, thou shall not do that. And see, I think a lot of people, especially the Midwesterners, really gravitated to that movie because of the message. And then also for me to be sitting there, because I didn't know where my song was. And when I saw Chris Penn, learning how to dance on my movie. It was kind of like the payoff. And I sat there and I cried. I really oh. cried. It was like, man, if my song could be anywhere in the film, this was the perfect spot for it. And it's just wonderful. And so 
you know, I can't go anywhere with not singing Let's Hear It For The Boy. I didn't, I didn't know I'd be singing at 35, almost 40 years later, but here we go. It's fascinating to know that the music has lived that long in the hearts and minds of people, you know, and that they want to hear it. And that I had an opportunity to work on such great music. I do appreciate that and I'm grateful for that. That was Denise Williams with Let's Hear It For The Boy, co-written by famed songwriter Tom Snow, who'd worked with the likes of Barbara Streisand, Olivia Newton-John, Cher, Dolly Parton, and many more. This also appeared on Denise's album of the same name. Let's Hear It For The Boy reached number one in the US and Canada, number two in New Zealand, UK, and Ireland, number three here in Australia, four in the Netherlands, five in Belgium, number 10 in Germany and Argentina. The track would also top the R&B and dance charts in the US. Now, both Footloose and Let's Help for the Boy were both nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards, but both lost out to Stevie Wonder's I just called to say I love you. For the Golden Globes, Footloose was nominated for Best Original Song from Motion Picture, but once again losing out to Stevie Wonder. The soundtrack Footloose was nominated for a Grammy for Best Album of Original Score, written for a motion picture or a television special. But it lost out to the soundtrack Purple Rain by The Late Prince. Make sure you check out my Footloose 40th anniversary podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Speaking of Prince, Purple Rain was a massive movie soundtrack, beginning with this track, When Doves Cry. Maybe you're just like my mother. written and produced by Prince from the movie Purple Rain, which Prince starred in. The track was actually written after Prince had completed all the other tracks for the soundtrack, but the track became Prince's first number one single in the US, staying at the top for five weeks. It also reached number one in Canada and here in Australia, number two in New Zealand and number four in the UK. Let's now hear the title track from the film Purple Rain. Such an incredible track. Purple Rain, the movie, made over 70 million at the box office, and the soundtrack has sold over 25 million copies worldwide. The song Purple Rain reached number two in the US, number three here in Australia, six in the UK, eight in New Zealand, and top 10 right across Europe. Also on the soundtrack to Purple Rain were tracks like Let's Go Crazy and I Would Die For You. But back in 2011, Purple Rain, the song, was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Prince sadly passed away in April 2016 
at just 57 years old. Such an amazing artist. We are still in 1984 and this power ballad was massive. So take a look at me now. That was Phil Collins, Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now, from the movie Against All Odds, starring Jeff Bridges and Rachel Ward. Once again, this film was a bomb at the box office, making only $22 million in the US. But that single by Phil Collins was a worldwide hit. Phil wrote the track while on tour with his band Genesis at the time, and Against All Odds would become his first US number one. In fact, he had seven number one singles in the US. Against All Odds also reached number one in Canada, number two in the UK, three in Australia and New Zealand, and top five right across Europe. The track won Phil a Grammy Award for Best Pop Vocal Performance Male. It was also nominated for an Oscar, but lost out to, you guessed it, Stevie Wonder. In 2000, Mariah Carey covered the track for her album Rainbow, and she'll later turn her version into a duet with boy band Westlife, and that version reached number one in the UK, Ireland, and Scotland. This next track was a huge hit, especially in Europe. Getting a call from Georgia Moroder's office to sort of go and audition for the song. He wanted to hear my voice on the song. Very exciting. I was very aware of who he was, of his legacy, of his all those wonderful Donna Summer hits. The song with Bowie that he did, Blondie. I was just excited and I flew to Munich. Giorgio did all those early Donna Summer recordings in Munich. And so I flew to Munich to the studio he liked to work in. We did the vocal about 8 o'clock in the evening. Two days, he didn't tell us whether he was going to use it. So I was a little bit miffed. I really felt that I deserved to be on the record, but he knew what he wanted. Looking back, it was perfectly reasonable. He wanted to see if my voice fitted on the song. So uh, it was great to be told that um, he's going to use it. But it wasn't an easy journey. EMI Records were not that interested in the soundtrack, and they were quite dismissive of the song. Peter Jameson flew to Germany. He watched the movie, he heard the soundtrack, he got involved in the whole project, and then they fully backed the song. That was Never Ending Story by Lamar, written by George A. Moroder and Keith Forsey, and produced by the legend that is George A. Moroder. The theme song from the movie Never Ending Story that movie grossed more than 100 million at the box office. Lamar was the former lead singer with the band Kajagugu, who had a huge hit with Too Shy the previous year. Never Ending Story reached number one in Norway, Sweden, and Spain, number two in Austria, Italy, Germany, and South Africa, 
number four in the UK, six in Australia, and 17 in the US. For this next track, it was huge back in 1984, and to this day, every Halloween, it gets a huge resurgence. Of course, I'm talking about Ghostbusters. Who you gonna call? What a fun track by Ray Parker Jr. who wrote and produced the track Cha-Ching for Ray from the movie of the same name which grossed more than $295 million at the box office. Back in the day it reached number one in the US, number two in the UK, Australia and New Zealand and once again it was a top five hit right across Europe. Now because Ray wrote and produced the track, he still gets those healthy royalty checks every year thanks to Halloween, where this track is played everywhere. That's not a bad gig for Ray, who wrote the song 40 years ago. We are moving into 1985. This track was taken from a film, The Last Dragon. was US band DeBarge with Rhythm of the Night. That was the first hit for legendary songwriter Diane Warren. DeBarge released their first single back in 1981, but Rhythm of the Night became their biggest hit, reaching number three in the US, Canada and New Zealand, number four in the UK and number five here in Australia. Moving on to a band who recently toured Australia and New Zealand, this is Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Don't You Forget About Me, from the movie The Breakfast Club, starring Emilio Estevez and Molly Ringwald. That movie earned over 50 million at the box office. Don't You Forget About Me was written and produced by Keith Forsey. Yes, that name again. He also co-wrote Flashdance, What a Feeling and Never Ending Story. Such an amazing songwriter. Don't You Forget About Me became the band's biggest US hit, reaching number one, number three in New Zealand, six here in Australia, and seven in the UK. Now, 1985 was a massive year for this next artist. She was huge. Her second album, Like a Virgin, was massive, and she had not one, but two big songs from movies beginning with this beautiful ballad from the film Vision Quest.
that was the Queen of Pop Madonna with Crazy For You from the film Vision Quest, which Madonna played a singer in a local bar. Unfortunately, the movie was a box office bomb, only making 13 million at the box office. But that did not stop Crazy For You becoming a huge international hit. Number one in the US, becoming Madonna's second number one single. Also number one in Australia and Canada. Number two in New Zealand, UK and Ireland. And Madonna received her very first Grammy nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, but lost out to Whitney Houston's breakthrough hit, Saving All My Love For You. Another Madonna track featured in the film was the fan favourite, Gambler. So even though Madonna appeared in the film Vision Quest, her breakout role was in Desperately Seeking Susan, which had a budget of only $5 million, but made over $27 million at the box office. And this track was huge. That was Into the Groove, released as the B-side on the 12-inch single of Angel in the US, but released as a standalone single in many countries, including the UK and New Zealand. Into the Groove was so massive, it was added to the international re-release of her album Like a Virgin. Reaching number one in Australia, New Zealand, UK, Ireland, Netherlands, Austria, Belgium, Finland, Iceland, Italy and Spain, Into the Groove remains one of Madonna's biggest worldwide hits. An interesting fact here, in early August 1985, Madonna had three songs in the New Zealand top five. Angel at number five, Into the Groove at number three, and Crazy For You at number two. And that's why we call her the Queen of Pop. Let's stay in 1985. This track was from a huge movie, making over 388 million at the box office. Don't take money, don't take fame, don't need no credit card, right? That was Huey Lewis and the News with The Power of Love from the movie Back to the Future starring Michael J. Fox. That track reached number one in the US, number three in New Zealand and number nine in the UK. Moving on to a legend, Tina Turner. We don't need another hero. was We Don't Need Another Hero from the movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome starring Mel Gibson and the movie was shot here in Australia 
after her comeback album, Private Dancer. The video was directed by the film's director, George Miller. We Don't Need Another Hero was a massive worldwide hit, reaching number one in Australia, Canada, Germany, Spain and Switzerland, number two in New Zealand, three in the UK and the US. Make sure you check out my two Tina Turner podcast episodes from last year, including my most listened to podcast by far, Simply the Best. Let's move on to a track by Billy Ocean from the film The Jewel of the Nile. was When the Going Gets Tough, The Tough Get Going from the movie The Jewel of the Nile starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito. That movie earned over $96 million at the box office but this track by Billy Ocean was a massive hit all over the world. Number one in the UK and Australia, two in the US, three in New Zealand and a top five hit right across Europe. Later in 1999, it was covered by Irish boy band Boyzone, again reaching number one in the UK. Alright, we're heading into 1986, and these next two songs were from the hit movie Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise. Take my was Berlin, Take My Breath Away, and Kenny Loggins with Danger Zone, both from the movie Top Gun. That film grossed more than $350 million at the box office, and those two tracks were both written and produced by Giorgio Moroder. The film soundtrack was also a huge hit, selling over 14 million copies worldwide. The track from Berlin was much more successful, winning both the Oscar and Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Take My Breath Away would reach number one in the US, UK, Netherlands and Belgium, number two in Australia, four in New Zealand and a top five hit right across Europe. Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone reached number two in the US. Now back in the 80s, karate was quite big and of course there was no bigger movie than The Karate Kid but this next song appeared in the sequel, Karate Kid 2.
was Peter Cetera with The Glory of Love from the movie Karate Kid 2, which earned more than $130 million at the box office. The song was nominated for an Oscar, Golden Globe and Grammy and reached number one in the US and Canada, number three in the UK and number nine here in Australia. Back in the 80s, there were so many cult classics, these teenage romance type of movies, and there was no bigger movie than Pretty in Pink starring Molly Ringwald. And when you hear this next track, it takes you right back to that moment. That was banned OMD with If You Leave. Despite only making $40 million at the box office, Pretty in Pink has gone on to become a bit of an 80s favourite. And the song If You Leave reached number four in the US, becoming the band's only top five hit. It also reached number five in New Zealand and number 15 here in Australia. I still hear the song all the time on radio. And every time I hear it, I just think of the movie Pretty in Pink. Heading into 1987 now, and this was another case of a great song from a box office bomb. That was Starship, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, from the movie Mannequin, starring Andrew McCarthy, and a pre-Sex in the City, Kim Cattrall, and Golden Girl, Estelle Getty. The movie was a box office bomb, but this song was massive. Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now was written by Diane Warren, and became Diane's first US number one single, and it also scored a Grammy nomination. Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now reached number one in the UK and Ireland, number three in Australia, and a top 10 hit right across Europe. Moving into 1987, and this song was absolutely huge. The Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. The lead single from the worldwide smash hit movie Dirty Dancing, starring the late Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. That movie grossed more than 214 million worldwide at the box office. And that song, The Time of My Life, was a huge hit on the charts, reaching number one in the US. Canada, Australia, Netherlands, and South Africa, number three in New Zealand, and number six in the UK. The song also won three main awards, an Oscar for Best Original Song, 
a Grammy for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals, and the Golden Globe for Best Original Song for a Movie. Also from the movie Dirty Dancing was this track by Eric Carmen. That was Hungry Eyes, the second single released from the soundtrack, reaching number four in the US and Australia. Now, the late Patrick Swayze even recorded a song for the soundtrack. I love the song, She's Like the Wind. Feel the breath in my face, her body close to me, can't look in her eyes, she's out of my league, just a fool to believe I have anything she That track reached number three in the US, six here in Australia, and 17 in the UK. The Dirty Dancing soundtrack was a massive success. The album spent 18 weeks at number one in the US, also reaching number one in Australia and New Zealand, number two in Canada, and number four in the UK. The album has sold an incredible 32 million copies worldwide and is the third highest selling soundtrack album of all time behind The Bodyguard and Saturday Night Fever. It's now 1988 and back in those days I think we all wanted Tom Cruise as our sexy barman. That was the Beach Boys with Kokomo from the movie Cocktail starring Tom Cruise and Aussie actor Brian Brown. Cocktail made over $170 million at the box office, but Kokomo by the Beach Boys gave the band their biggest hit in more than 20 years and it will also become their last hit single. Kokomo reached number one in the US and here in Australia, number five in New Zealand, and top 10 in several European markets. All right, we're up to 1989, the final year of the 80s, and this song was from the movie Beaches, Get Some Tissues Ready. Midler with Wind Beneath My Wings from the movie Beaches, which bit 
also starred in. That was a cover version from 1982, first recorded by Australian singer Kamal. Beat's version went to number one here in Australia and the US, reaching number four in New Zealand and number five in the UK. That song, Wind Beneath My Wings, by Bette Midler, won her two Grammy Awards for Record and Song of the Year. The song was Bette's first number one single in the US, and the following year in 1990, From a Distance, reached number two. Hearing all those tracks from the 80s and songs from the movies brought back so many memories, so many amazing songs from movies in the 80s. I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode and going back to the 80s and hearing those iconic songs all over again. Now make sure you check them out on your favourite streaming service and add them to your own Songs from the Movies playlist. As always, make sure you keep an eye out on my social media channels this week. I will be posting heaps of photos and videos from the 80s and those amazing songs from the movies. Make sure you're following the show on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and X. And make sure you let me know your favourite songs from 80s movies. Finally, a bit of a hint on the next podcast episode. We are only going back 10 years to 2014 so make sure you join me in a fortnight for my next podcast episode until then as always thank you so much for listening and for the support i really appreciate it take care and i will see you with a new episode in a fortnight